the dimly lit basement studio in the middle of America, it's the Pop Culture Nation Podcast. Hello everybody, I'm Matt. I'm Mark. And I'm Ben. It's time for another episode of Pop Culture Nation. Alright, let's get right into some news and notes. Uh, we didn't have an episode last week due to my short vacation to the Field of Dreams, which was uh, pretty fun. It was, yeah. uh, you know, I'd seen the movie a bunch of times, and I'd watch videos about uh, about people going there and stuff. But the minute it turned on the driveway, it was like, oh, my God, there it is. It's just like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, interesting. Uh, the weather was phenomenal. It was like mid-70s um, and low humidity for no real reason except for uh, – there was a lot of the cloud cover from the fires. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a real hot day, but it was exceptionally cool because of that. And it was, you know, overcast, but uh, awesome. There was about, I don't know, maybe about 100 people there when we were there. It, w- it was really cool. I, I really, uh, really had fun with it. You get to get out and walk around and check yeah. it out and stuff? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You can play catch. You can, That's uh, awesome. You know, you can run the bases. You can uh, go out in the field and walk, go into the corn. Sarah took some pictures. I didn't, I don't, on her phone. Yeah, we yeah, she got pictures of me walking into the corn. Walking into the corn, yeah, of course. It uh, it was pretty neat. And then uh, we went back to the town, and uh, they had an exhibit we went to, and saw some of the other places where they filmed some other stuff. We ended up going to Galena, Illinois, which is where they filmed the uh, Moonlight Graham sequences, where they they meet him on the street, Burt Lancaster. Ugh. Every week with Alexa. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, so uh, we got to see you know a few places they filmed, so it was fun. Uh, it was definitely uh, definitely worth going for me, being a fan of the film. Mm-hmm. If you're not, I, I, sure. probably not so great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the point of going. So yeah, could... absolutely. So just keep going, Alexa. That's fine. I don't mind. Um, next on my list is I've got uh, you know the big story: Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Uh, f- I think rightly so. You know, I, I think that uh, if if their deal was that she gets a percentage of the box office and they. Uh, plop a thing down on Disney Plus and some of the money they make comes from that. I and she's not entitled to any of that. I, I think she's got a good case to make there. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And uh you know, I, I you know, it's it it's always odd engaging in these types of conversations when you're talking about people making yeah. sums of money that you can't <laughs> really millionaires wanting a little bigger cut of a, of a giant sum of money. I, right. But, I get that. But I, I understand where she's coming from and I don't disagree with her at all. And I did find it actually a little distasteful that Disney tried to throw out and say, Oh, well she made $20 million and you know, it's irrelevant to what's right, you know? Well, but my first thought when I saw that was, so, were you planning on capping the amount you were going planning on earning from this movie? Because I'm <laughs> right. pretty sure the answer to that is no. So, what? Why is that even a relevant Good thing point. to say, other than just trying to make you know make it look like, well, look at this rich person complaining? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to. I see it both ways from like you know the the working man standpoint, where it seems like, you know, it's rich people arguing about how much their cut is, but right. you know, I mean, yeah. who wouldn't do it? Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, they they agreed to a certain thing. Yeah, and they, and should, they, and, they should live up to and it. And when they when they decide to release it to Disney Plus, they should have said, "All right, well, it's you got to give her a chance you, to you've renegotiate." Gotta, yeah, you've got to you've got a uh, you know amount amount of percentage on on the whole deal. We should get a percentage on Disney Plus. I mean, I right. think that would have been the right thing to do. Agreed. But, but they, have, from what I understand, they take a pretty uh, hard line tactic when it comes to their contracts. Yeah, they got to they like got to. 
Disney's got a Disney's reputation. Disney's got a good reputation. Yeah, being pretty hardcore. Yeah. All right. Um, next thing on my list, uh, I, some reviews started to surface on Suicide Squad. Really, really good buzz. Yeah, I that. heard that. I'm excited for that. I, I, um, I think it's going to be pretty crazy, but uh, I am excited about it. I, I, I wish it was, uh, wish it was this week instead of next week. I haven't seen anything about it. I have no hope for that movie whatsoever. Um, I will watch it, but I was really excited about the first one, and I found that to be a travesty. And maybe they'll get it turned around in this one, but uh, I'm. For a while there, it was getting 100 on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. With 47 so stoked some about the director. You know, with that, 47 that, uh, some right. odd people already oh, reviewing it. What's J- his face? James, James Gunn. Gunn. Yeah. I forgot. I, I'll end up watching it. That's for why sure. I think it's it's got... Yeah, I, I'd be right with you if it was you know anybody else. But you know somebody has a reputation for being able to juggle that many characters and right. do it well. I, I think uh, that's where my excitement Nobody's ever heard from. of either, for that matter. Has anybody seen anything else they want to mention? I didn't get to no, see really. the uh, He-Man um, film, but I know you did. Yeah, it's uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation came out on Netflix. Um, I, I've been thinking about it all week, <laughs> and I've I've gone from you know really not angry but dissatisfied with what they put out to more of a uh, well you know I guess this is fine. And then now I'm kind of back to, no, it, it was crap. The, the, and when I say crap, the animation was great. The story was good. But they sold it as a He-Man show. Yeah, I think that's, that's people's not. general issue with it is is that it's not kind of what it promised to be. And that's being about a side character named Tila. Um, you know, it's really her it's about movie. three side characters. Well, right, right, right. But, right. I mean, none of them are He-Man. Right. And uh, I think or Are that's... they just kind of looking at from their perspective? Is that how this goes? No. Or Well, no. you know, and it's, it's Kevin Smith's involved in this. Right. And, um, you know, he's been promoting it all the time as a, you know, a throwback to what your childhood you loved. And it just not turned out to be that, from what I understand. Right. I haven't seen it. So, um, so my – this – that show is an example of something uh, that I believe is a larger problem in general with uh, Hollywood, TV shows, comic books, I guess, to a certain extent. From what I understand, I'm not a big collector, but I hear things about what's happening. And that is this idea that in order to make female characters or minority characters cool, we have to do it in the same story of something that was already there. So... You know, we'll change this character. We'll call it He-Man, but we'll change this character and make it uh, uh, not really about He-Man. We'll make it about this, you know, this character instead. We'll brand it under this, but it really isn't that. Um, I did a really bad job of explaining that. No, but... I, mean, I think if they if they would have called it, you know, Masters of the Universe uh, something Tila, I think people would have expected what they got. Right. You know? Right, it just uh, you know. There's I, an expectation when you hear the word He-Man that well, you're going to yeah. go. Well, He-Man's actually not in the title. I did go back and look. It is Masters of the it Universe. It is Masters of the Universe Revelation. I guess that's a fair point, but it's not how. But it's let, been well, let's face but, it though. He-Man was the draw of the Masters well, of the Universe. That's true. And then I for went those back, of you guys who were big into the '80s show. And then I went back and I watched the previews, and guess who's in it? Like constantly, and for how little He-Man is actually in that show, they must have put almost every scene that he was in. In the, in the trailer, because he's in the trailer that's, a ton. I'll have to watch it because if he's really in there that little, that's that's pretty remarkable. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, 
yeah, you know, I'll use the uh, Disney Aladdin, the live a- live action version. Um, I I love the animated version. It's my favorite animated uh, uh, Disney movie. Um, I can see arguments where people might say jazz, you know, the female characters are always damsel in distress type thing. And she was probably better than most, but she, there was still that element there where, you know, she's at the, uh, you know, at the mercy of all the men around her. And, uh, in the live action movie, uh, they definitely gave her uh, a more strong position. Um, she was, uh, you know, very confident, very, uh, sure of herself and what you know what she was about and what she wanted to do and uh, you know still at the mercy of the men around her but you know definitely operating from a stronger position in my opinion well you know you have to balance that against the historical context too i mean it doesn't make any sense right. for her to be something that she would have never been years, right you know. exactly right. but so. but my point there was it worked great in my opinion i didn't have a problem make changes that you, if you want to make tila a stronger character, you don't have to do that at the expense of the rest of the world that yeah, she's in. Yeah, I think in. that's a fair point. And they just, they they completely, you know, dropped the ball on that, in my opinion. Great story, great animation. It, it, they just didn't sell what it was. The uh, the thing that I'm touting this week is the, the, the a documentary on HBO Max about uh, Woodstock 99 and the complete disaster that that became. <laughs> Uh, it was worse than I remember it ever being. Um, it's a lot of reasons why, but uh, you know, a lot of people in a, in a, in a confined space that uh, um, it's a great, it's a great story of how things can go so wrong with such great intentions. You know, they're charging people. It's hot and they're charging people for water and the free water sources they have are being used as bathing facilities because the bathing facilities are swamped with raw sewage because oh. there wasn't enough drinking water. And uh they broke pipes and they flooded the porta toilets and there's people diving and dancing and mixtures of human well, excrement. Well, didn't they kind of do that a little bit with the original one too? Well, I mean, forgive my ignorance, I don't but I don't really were, remember There much. was a lot of mud in the original, but I don't know if it was necessarily Rain, raw because, sewage. Because, because, that's true. Because of the, right, it was because of the horrible rains that they had. You know, basically everything broke down with the original Woodstock. It became impossible to be afraid to be a ticketed event. People just... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, You're you know? right. Exactly. They finally gave up on um, the tickets. You know, this ended in you know riots and fires and people you know I remember setting that. trucks on fire. You know, it's it's there's a lot of people to blame for it. You know, especially when you watch this documentary, which is that's my favorite kind of documentary. You know, shit gone bad. You know, <laughs> and then they explain why. Yeah, that, this is yeah. a pretty good one. You know, and there was a lot of people to blame. You got uh, performers like uh, Limp Biscuit out there. You know, telling people to break shit and you know. Ugh. You know, when you when you start having a, a you know four hundred thousand people and five people start acting up, pretty soon it's ten, pretty soon it's right. hundred, pretty soon it's two hundred, five hundred, and it just goes. Was anybody hurt? There, I a, a, you know one, the sad thing is I don't really remember. I, I, remember one, I believe only one person died. Okay, but it it wasn't as a as a result of the violence. I I, I don't remember any of it. Heat exhaustion, I believe, was the reason. I I don't remember any. I remember when they were going to have the con- uh, the uh, concert. I remember they were playing it up and they were having difficulty trying to find a place to put it. Well, but then it kind of, for me, it kind of disappeared. And now I see this uh, documentaries out and Woodstock 94. Am I getting them all confused? Well, Woodstock 94 was the 25th anniversary. Of, okay. Of I'm Woodstock. getting them confused. It was pulled off at another farm in New York city, but it kind of had the same problems. They couldn't control the people. 
there was two more people there than was you know it just became some it, it was it was peaceful but it 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 logistically they'd lost a lot of money because they weren't able to control who was in there and what they were doing mm-hmm. this was five years later and they had it on an air base in upstate new york i had never i've never heard any of this not an you know not an active air base they'd been just retired but okay. uh you know, and because it's they're on the tarmac, it's hot, and all the right. buildings are not made for people; they're made for airplanes to sit in. You know, and it just was a disaster. But it was a an interesting tale as the, as they dove I, into. I didn't know there were two additional Woodstocks. I I remember them doing one, but I don't remember if it was the ninety four or the ninety nine. The and, fir- I remember personally the first one better because it ninety four because I remember it being a big deal on MTV, right. And them, you know, having pay-per-view events where you could right, watch it. Right, right, right. And it was, uh, you know, it went well for the most part. The second one was only five years later. So it was the 30th anniversary of Woodstock. And um, the musical climate had changed a lot. In 94, it was more like, you know, still on the grunge. You know, oh, well, Kurt was Cobain gonna, was not I was going to say. It that... changed to Limp Biscuit and Corn, all these real aggressive kinds of bands. Mm-hmm. And that's how they kind of programmed it with these really aggressive, you know, Rage Against the Machine. What could go wrong? Yeah, and it was just the kids were just riled up by it, and you know, there's they go into it in detail about how women were walking around naked, and the men took that upon themselves to just grope at will, and and just well, if you're I, not that I'm saying that's a good, but they shouldn't have been walking around naked either. I'm not, not I'm not advocating that that I mean, gives you permission, but. Yeah, it's, it's not consent. That's for sure. That's you know, for sure. You know, the, the men at that same place could probably uh, walk around naked, and they did, with without fear of having their their that's testicles true. And that So, <laughs> um, that's true. You know, that's that's one thing you got to keep in mind. But anyway, good documentary. I recommend it. Uh, only other thing on my list is I did see Old last weekend and uh, Shyamalan's latest movie. Mixed review. I, I had fun watching it, but uh, it's not a great film. I can't get excited about it. I don't blame you. It's nothing to get excited about. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, while watching it, I was entertained for the for the time. But uh, it doesn't really stand up to scrutiny. Yeah, yeah. He, so. uh, I'm about probably fifty fifty on his movies. I either really like him or I just I don't. Well, he's in this new phase now care. where he's he's working with an uber low budget. That's why you don't recognize any of the people that are in this. Right. Maybe besides one or two. Um, and when he does that, he's been quite successful, you know, you know, making a $20, I mean, $20, a $20 million movie and, you know, making 40 million and so you're doubling your money. So right. studios are happy, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, not a great film, but, well, I think you said something, thing. I haven't seen it, but the, I th- one of the things you said is he's got a lot of big ideas, but a lot of times he just doesn't quite know how to pull it off Yeah, it's, or it, how to hit the, I think it's a how gr- to stitch it all up it's and make it right. It's a great idea for a 45 minute or half hour, uh, Twilight Zone episode, but. Um, it's hard to stick the landing in a two-hour movie for something like this. Too much has to happen. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's out there if you if you want to watch it. Anyway, I guess that's all for news and notes. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after this message. Introducing Cinema Spin, a movie podcast with a random twist. On each episode of Cinema Spin, we review two movies. One new movie that is either in theaters or just released on streaming, as well as a movie selected completely at random by what we call the Retro Movie Machine. We never know what we're going to get. Cinema Spin. New episodes weekly, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Pop Culture Nation. 
All right, today's main topic is, I call it a little history and possibly the future of physical media. So um, we're going to talk about, um, you know, the ownership of movies and, and is it in jeopardy? Um, will it continue into the future? But first, we're going to start out with a little bit of the past. And basically where I started is, when all three of us were born, the idea of owning a movie or a library of films that you could put on whenever you wanted basically didn't exist. That's, that's correct. In yep. a practical way. There were some people right. who had, you know... Lots of money. I remember we only had three projectors. channels. I remember we only had three right. channels. So, so. Your, <laughs> choices were limited. And maybe your interest in collecting the media came from only having three channels. That There's something to be said for that. You know, something... You weren't at the mercy of watching Eyewitness News when it was on. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, 1975... Betamax was released in the United States, and then 77 VHS. And there was sort of a, a war between the two. Um, and from what I remember, Betamax actually was supposed to have been the better system. Betamax, yes. as it sits, is capable of a little bit higher resolution picture. A little bit. <laughs> okay. But it has uh, the limitation of, when it starts, it has a limitation of shorter tape length. You can't record as long. Right. Um, I think VHS, uh, if you recorded on the fastest setting or the slowest setting, you were looking at, uh, six hours, I think. I think it was two hours for the slowest setting. Well, you mean the fastest setting. The the tape the, runs faster. I, yes. I, yes. Yeah. Use more tape. The quality is better, but yeah. your time's down. Right. So, um, and I think that changed because Betamax came up with some better tapes and it got very close. And when they did that, the quality advantage was lost. But, um, you know, over time, I guess, uh, beta being very Sony-centric, they just lost out that time. Sometimes you don't, I, I don't know why. I think it was basically um, the recording time thing before they fixed it, which was late in the run. I think kind at that stage, nobody really understood quality. Yeah, right. I mean, the, the they, studios... They, they were just amazed to see something like that. The that studios they could took television. the makers to court to decide if it was legal to record off television or not. Right. right. You know, and the Supreme Court did rule in favor of being able to record for... Mm-hmm. for I didn't realize it went that far. Yeah, well, yeah. No. It, was, it was quite the quite the thing. Um, but the Supreme Court did, did rule that uh, for your personal use, you could record off television and it wasn't violating anybody's property rights or anything like that as long as you didn't show it for a public consumption which i don't think anybody really did you know you couldn't can't right. uh, you can't uh, tape a star wars off the tv and take it up to the theater and charge people a dollar or a gym a high school gym <laughs> there you go. and charge people a dollar to there see it go. but <laughs> yeah so uh, that was the first thing and, and that was the point where which at first um uh, then then rentals became a thing yeah and when rentals became a thing, a lot of the movies cost like eighty to one hundred twenty dollars. Oh yeah, I remember yep. for that, these. I remember that for these uh, places to to buy their copy. And if you right. wanted to buy a copy, it cost you that same amount. Yes. Right? Um, I used to it, love going to the video store and just looking at all the video. Oh, I could. And, and it was before the era of them having. You remember the first store. mom and pop video store you went to? Yeah. Yeah. We they had several here in town. When a movie came mm-hmm. out, they didn't have 18 several. copies of it. They had one, maybe, and you had yeah, to put yourself on exactly. a list and wait oh, and yeah. wait and wait. Like, well, you, you, two at the most, if you were lucky. What was the first movie you watched on Oh, God, that, that's way... I didn't Mine was it. The Great Santini, I know for sure. I really? Re- I you know that for sure? Yeah, we were pretty early adopters of VCR. I think my dad paid over $1,000 for Ice the first, Pirates. first Now, one. you're talking about a, an actual bought tape or a rental tape? That was a re- my first rental. 
I can't even be, I can't even think back far enough to to my we, we did not we did not buy a lot of tapes. Um, oh, we did. Uh, the first tapes I can remember, there were some that were sold th- like through McDonald's, like Silence of the Lamb. It was like at, at Christmas time, you could buy mm. like a really cheap copy of like I think uh, Field of Dreams was one of them, Hunt for October, um, and uh, Silence of the Lambs. They one were of the off. first ones that I remember, you like a Silence of the Lambs with your Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> one of the ones that I remember first one was buying that I was kind of shocked that I could only I would only pay. What twenty bucks at the time? Once the was it Indiana Jones and the Last uh, Temple of Doom? Okay, that's how far back I remember. And thinking, wow, this was affordable; that it wasn't going to be eighty nine ninety nine. Because I remember my mom one time did one of these things where she left the videotape on top of the car. Ooh, and it melted? And it, no, it oh. didn't melt. It fell off and shattered, and she had to pay eighty nine some odd dollars to rip. I believe the movie was The Bone Collector. <laughs> Well, yeah. thank goodness that wasn't your doing. Otherwise, no, no. I remember yeah. uh, we borrowed our neighbor's VCR and we watched Ice Pirates. Uh, a lot of people – see, my dad, I don't know why, he, he was interested in that and went out and bought us a player pretty pretty early on. But uh, I, a lot of people have stories of renting the players mm-hmm. or borrowing oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the top loaders. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Our first player, you could – paddle an ocean it was so gigantic yeah, yeah right could, <laughs> exactly you could ride on the top of it it was huge oh yeah yeah the one, first one we had too was just uh, like a giant it was like a small ice box yeah and um those top loaders were not cheap to make either there was a lot of moving parts in those things yep. right a lot of moving parts in a vcr in general i yeah. mean uh it never was a super super cheap never got down to like dvd players where they're like 29 bucks or whatever I think probably VCRs were probably always probably at least what eight ninety to a hundred dollars. No, you could pick them up for forty now, bucks now. Really? Now, back well, then. back then, eventually, you eventually, could. Right. Yeah. but when they first started out, no. Oh like no, a two, not, like a two bad. head one or something like that, like a right. the, the the low end, right. So and um, then oh the ones that you then you get the t- the double loaders boy that you know where you can play t- you know tape oh, one. I for forgot the about other. that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, I cut you off. And then uh, after you know, and then we have the advent of the laser disc. Which came out in 1978, only one year after VHS. That did but not it catch um, on. it kind of uh, slowly grew. To, by the mid 90s, it, it had kind of a niche as a as a cinephile, right. you know, thing where um, it actually uh, you know had it had its own little market, and uh, but they were you know the, it was always really expensive to. Uh, it to, was the first time that you could. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, go ahead. Well, it was one of the first times that you could also get director's cuts. Yeah, and you could also get especially as time went on. War, uh, War of the Roses was one of the first that was one of the big deals in the Laserdisc field because not only did you get the movie, but you could also get Danny DeVito's commentary about the movie. And this was they made a big deal about that because that was something something that never was done before up until that point. The uh, the players were always very expensive to to, to produce and sell. Right. right. And the, the discs themselves actually were not real cheap to make. I mean, no, they're they gigantic. I still have some. They, uh, I always want. I, I think they're kind of cool. I still um, have a laser disc player somewhere in my house. You want to see a millennial make a weird face? Show him a laser disc. And yeah, be like that's true. <laughs> that's the biggest CD I've ever seen. Yeah, we had the, the one that I had. The, the laser disc that I had, you had to flip. You know, after a while, you had to stop it, then flip it over to the other side. Right, yeah. and then they but made the double. My friend Tom had one with that would do that on its own. You see. Yeah, that's a big yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching uh, Star Wars, and that was a four flip. You had to flip it twice. I've got that somewhere. I've got the, which probably the only I, I've got that on laser disc. That's like my, the only laser disc I own is the Star Wars trilogy. Star Wars the trilogy, definitive yeah. box set. 
Yeah. No player. Can't play it. <laughs> but it is the original cut before they yeah, started Yeah, that's right. Before they moved. Yeah. Because that's true. Before. Now, here are uh, some. 1981 to 84, RCA came out with the Select Division discs. And they're on that, like a plastic disc that fit in. Oh, the... yeah. They kind of look like a like a, like a a floppy disc. Yeah. They're like a giant floppy disc. And they have great uh, artwork, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so you, I've never heard of I those. see them around. Actually, what's what's inside there is really like a record. And it's really like an analog stylus reading a record. Huh. And it takes you put the disc up to the up to the machine and you kind of plug it in a little bit and it takes the the inner disc inside and you're left with just the case. And then you go back later when you want to put it back in and pop it back in there. So the case is sort of part of the di- it's they're they're really I was gonna weird. Say, did they last they didn't last it's, very it, long at all. Four years. Four, four years, years yeah. wow. So yeah, it was very, very unsuccessful. But uh, <laughs> you do see those out at flea markets and stuff. And I've picked a few up just if I like the the artwork. The and artwork stuff. on yeah. it, yeah. Because yeah. you know it's like buying a record album. I mean, right. now, I mean it's different now, but uh, yeah. So Sony Select Division, uh, eighty one to eighty four. So three years. Sorry about that. Um, and then we go to uh, things. Kind of don't change much for a long time. No, things just kind of, kind of rolled. And you, uh, it's funny that. Um, I guess it wasn't until TV started to be at a higher resolution that there was a demand for the next step. You know, uh, Japan had HDTV long before U.S. had it. They right. had, like, early 90s. And um, I believe the first thing that was ever shown on HDTV is, like, uh, when John Glenn went back to space in the early 90s on on the space shuttle. That was one of the first things broadcasted in HD. Um, Let's see. What else did I have here? Have you ever seen uh, in '93? This came out. Have you ever seen high definition VHS? No, I heard about it, but I've never seen it's it. Japan only, and it was a. Uh, it's just. It's just. It's a little bit bigger tape, and it runs at a different speed, and it's got probably more tape in it. But it's. It's. I think it can do 720i, maybe. Hmm. It's considered a high, a high definition format, but it. It outside of Japan, it, it didn't go over. Mm-hmm. Um, in Europe and Japan, right about this time pre-dvd here they had a lot of video cd on video which the quality was not great right it was uh Makes sense. pretty much vhs quality but on a cd so you had um the durability i guess but you didn't have any real advantage visually mm-hmm. so that's why it didn't catch on um here and uh it's kind of at this point where uh it's interesting to discuss what makes the next thing actually happen for real? You know what I mean? I, I call Mark out on it because I remember Mark whenever, <laughs> and I think it was kind of a self-preservation thing because you didn't want to have to right. see your. You talking about get rid of my? Get, you, you, didn't get rid have, my you didn't want to have. You didn't want to have You didn't want to have to see your VHS collection become obsolete. Right. Because right. I remember you were sort of making the case. I was. That it, I was. That I it was, probably wouldn't catch on. Sitting on the no, I was. I was sitting on the fence. Well, and I, I think it was more self-preservation. You right. And, want, oh, no, I agree with you. You didn't I, want I, to say, say I, this I, thing you'd collected become kind of a, a relic. Because I had a huge VHS tape collection. And I, I remember. And now I've got a huge <laughs> Blu-ray collection. Sitting on the front of uh, front porch of your sister's house having a conversation about DVDs. Really? Yeah. And whether it was going to stick. and <laughs> I think it's the same conversation I'm thinking of. Could be. I mean, I don't remember, but I, I do remember that I was very reticent. Well, I, very I just, reticent. I, at this particular time, you were you were a na- you were naysaying DVD that I, I remember. Naysaying. But I, I do think it came from the place of. Yeah, I know it was. 
Jesus, I don't want to have to do this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and uh, I, I think that's understandable. But uh, I have a thing. You know, here's what I think makes a new format come in and succeed. What I have price definitely both players and um the the media itself. You know, it was very cheap to make a DVD in the long run, and it was very cheap to make the players in the long run. Well, I think the other thing that you have with DVD is it was really easy to showcase those. Correct. Yeah. It's and and storage too. Well, I mean, just you could go into a store and you could see somebody playing DVDs like crazy. You know, it was right. really easy to. Well, just... which 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 goes back to the, my second thing here is is the format actually better? And it really, really was. Right. The sound was amazing. Yes. And the visuals were quite an upgrade. Interaction, the menus were fun on a lot yeah. of cases. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. The, um, in fact, that's what uh, I have on on my on my thing here is seeing that uh, Twister playing at Best Buy. That was the first <laughs> demo I remember, right. and just the sound was just. I mean, the picture was great, but TVs weren't quite there yet. They were still showing them like a thirty-two inch TV back then. <laughs> right. But the sound, the way the you know the tornado sounded just in that demo was just amazing. I remember. But so yeah, I think those that's that's kind of the things. Price is important, but is it actually better? Right. And uh, back to what you said that I thought was interesting. People talk about how um, I've heard like people who are film collectors lament the fact that Blu-ray menus and stuff have never been as interesting as the DVD era. I agree with you on that. There are some that are it's just some, like with any brand. But there's but, a lot of the standard menu, too. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, and I wonder why that creativity sort of faded. Maybe Probably it's just... Probably costs too much money to make it. Not selling would, as many, you just, know. Uh, I remember the Ghostbusters DVD having the little Stay Puft Marshmallow Man walking through the middle of downtown, um, uh, downtown New York as and, and the windows in the buildings were actually... Uh, places where you could go to the menu. Oh, like the chapters? Uh, yeah, yeah, where the chapters or wherever. The guys and um, they, they had a lot of those. I, I, I just don't think that the people wanted to bother with those I, anymore. Well, I always thought they were cool, but I think they started jam-packing stuff with so many extra features and stuff that it they just didn't care anymore. I've also run into, and maybe maybe it's just this, the, the setup I've always had. Have you ever run into a situation where the, the Blu-ray wants to make you play a bunch of crap before the movie starts? There are some yeah. that do that. Disney's famous for that. I know you can chapter but through some di- of them. But it's different on everyone. Yeah, it's different on everyone. It's different on everyone because you're sometimes you get into one and it steadfastly refuses to let you advance it to the menu or the main menu to go on to a movie unless you go through all the previews. Yeah, and and there's a little too much on some of them. Oh yeah, yep. oh yeah. You know, I always hearken back to the VHS era. I did like having a little trailer on. Sure. In front of the kind of gives a theater kind of experience it does, in a way. Even though you know it would get a little, it would kind of date the movie. You know, right. What else sure, was out about this time? But yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of miss that a little bit. Um, another thing I had on here, did you? And I, I'd sort of forgotten about this, but I remember when I was putting this together. You remember the the comp- the competing uh, thing with DVD Divix. Yeah. No, I don't remember those. Divix was a player. It was that a train could, wreck is what that, that you, was. Yeah, you could <laughs> it was buy. a train wreck, huh? And it was kind of one of the things that put Circuit City out of Yeah, they invested capacity. heavily oh, in that. Oh, really? Yeah. It was basically DVD quality. Right. But instead of buying the disc, you bought it, and it was good for a few viewings, and then it would kind of self-destruct well, itself. Self-destruct, kind of right. a mission I mean, it impossible. didn't physically yeah. self-destruct, well, it, but it, I, it expired. I, yeah. You could, like... 
you had to like pay a subscription basically to keep using the disc. So you, the dip of the discs were like three bucks. They were super cheap, and you could you buy it and you could watch it uh, once or twice. But if you wanted to watch it again, you had to pay to yeah. watch it. Total total train yeah, wreck. Never went never went very well. No, I remember them having <laughs> you just. Like well, what was bins the, and bins? Can and, I ask how much did the system cost? The system was probably very similar. Yeah, to, it to wasn't a, crazy. It was yeah. basically a DVD. It was just the license that you were buying and the disc. It only lets you, you know. Let, let's be honest. The DVDs themselves, they don't cost anything no. to manufacture. Well, I mean, it's very similar to if you stream a, a brand new movie or a movie that's right. that, that you don't own. You get twenty four hours at right. it, pretty much. So it's time to watch it twice or whatever, or forty eight hours you right. usually get. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of went by the wayside awfully fast because people were not looking for that at all. No, but it was like an, it was a sort of a mixture of DVD and, um, a competitor to rental right. sort of. That's exactly what it was. That's competitor a good way of to rental. It. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it probably wasn't marketed to the worst person who wanted to own a bunch of films. It was. It was well, yeah, I can, you can't, I can't imagine collectors. The, it's advantage over rental is basically nil. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I never did understand it. Um. I guess you could buy a movie and not watch it until you wanted to. You're not you're not time stamped by having well, to have well, it back. Is that how? Oh, oh. Yeah, like you could have bought it and waited six months to watch it for the first time. Oh, okay, but then it's just you, all repeated. You, you only watch it twice. Well, but see, the, the 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 perception and and it's probably more of an optics problem. Is you're still buying it. I don't want to buy something. Yeah, that's air. That I don't want to buy something that. I can watch once and never watch again unless I pay more money. I haven't bought it at that but point. But now with streaming, you're getting even less because you're not even you're not even left. You don't with, even you don't with even physically anymore. own it. Right. Well, I don't disagree with that, and that's why, I, as far as I know, we don't own any digital copies of anything. I have a big problem with that, which I know we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, I have an issue with that. Sorry. I actually the first the first digital thing that I've ever owned happened just in the last seven days. So we'll get we'll get to that the, at the end. Oh, okay, okay. Um, besides video games. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see. What did I have next? Oh, the Divix ended up a big failure. Yes, I had that. Yeah. Day. Um, uh, another gigantic thing you can't overlook with DVD is in 2000, when the PS2 came out, it played DVDs. Yes. Mm, yeah. And also at that time, the PS2 was about the same price as the DVD players on the market. So it's like you felt like you got something for free almost. Mm-hmm. Right. You could buy, you know, you could if you were into DVDs, you could buy this. It played what you needed to. If you, you were got a gamer, the, if you played the if you yeah. got to play the system, great. If you didn't, or, or if you were a gamer, you bought the system. For and the there games, was no and quality. And watch and movies, for, yeah. Forgive my ignorance on that. There was no quality difference either, was there? No, no. At it least was a, to start it, off, it, with it was none? a full. It was a full DVD. Player. Okay, right. Yeah. Same parts and everything. So that uh, that that I think really helped kick it. Well, I don't know if it changed its its trajectory, but it sped it up. Sure, you know it, it was about at that time. I didn't have, I didn't have a PS2 for a long time, but I actually had a physical player, you know, a DVD player before I had a, a PlayStation. But there was a time when I had them both, and I, I do think that that really paid a, gi- a giant. Well, sure. If, if mom and dad, I mean, it just took off. Well, yeah. If mom and dad go and buy their teenage son a PS2, and the son's like, "Oh, I'm going to go ahead and pick up some DVDs. I want to, you know, I can use this for this too." I mean, that's, you know, that, right? Yeah, it just makes it just makes perfect sense. Right. Parents love a bargain, especially where their children are concerned. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, there was something I was going to say. Oh, I, you know, um, we live in a small town here uh, in Southern Illinois, but I'm going to use it as an example. Uh, a video store chain went in here. It was 97. It was during the uh, the first haunted house we did, actually. That, the, that's, the, how, that's, that's how the, I remember when it came. The, the yeah. big chain? Yeah. Because we had other video this family video. Okay, yeah. It was okay. 97 was the first chain store. And that, that's, that store went in at 97 as a 100% no DVDs, all videotapes. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, over time, you know, it, it changed. I remember they had, when, whenever I got my first DVD player, they had a small section of DVDs of, of like older ones. And then they had, would get two in when they got the, the new movies. Right. And slowly over time, that, that shifted to where, you know, obviously they didn't have any videotapes for a long time before they closed. And I think, the, I think, correct but that was, if I'm wrong with it, when that store chain came in the other mom and pop places kind of dried up too yeah well that, but they were already drying up anyway that has a tendency to work that way yeah when yeah. you can depend on getting a brand new the I, new release because they have to so be many quite copies truthful, looking back on those mom and pop, i don't remember them ever having any dvds oh they were gone oh they were gone before, before that yeah, yeah. Um, schnooks, the grocery yeah. stores had oh well yeah of you course know, you worked they, for schnooks for years well but i, I mean I, even before then Kroger, what they had video departments up there, and they would, you know, they can afford to get multiple copies of all that stuff in. Where the mom and pops might get just a couple. And I think that's what killed like Waterloo Video in in town here is is that that was the final death knell. They were probably renting tapes up until it wasn't practical to rent tapes at all anymore, and that was when they called it quits. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, so it was interesting to watch that store just totally transform slowly. You know, mm-hmm. I'd go there quite a bit, and it it just, uh, you know, pretty soon they had racks and racks of and very few tapes, so it was it was interesting. Um, let's see here. Next, what comes on our list is the DVD or the HD format war, which was Blu-rays versus HD DVD, which I can remember. Um, at the time, I was rooting for HD DVD. Me too. Just because I liked the sound of it more, it just seemed like better than Blu-ray. Huh? It just seemed like it flowed more yeah. to to the next level. It sounded more technical. I, I I was working at Best Buy at the time, so I I was really into the difference between the two. I did a lot of research on them, and I was always rooting for the HD, um, the not the HD DVD. Um, I, I thought it had generally better benefits than what the Blu-ray offered, and I, I'd always tended to not like Sony stuff, so that always you know kind of rooted against them in that regard as well. But I, I, I did think I that other I format was better. It just didn't make it. Their propriety stuff was always hit or miss, you know. Right. Um, they, I remember the the Blu-ray has capacity, a better capacity. Yeah, and it was I, a little bit bigger. But I mean, that's not what they were very close. It was it was more just the way the politics played out this time. When did, if I may, when did Superbit? You remember those? That was just a advanced uh, D, D, uh, VHS. Oh, Superbit. Superbit. Yeah, that was sort of. Um, that, it's got to have been before HDDTV. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of a a format. It wasn't a format. It was more of a, just a, a an upgrade. A, I, I, it I really don't, wasn't I don't even know what a, the right word. It really wasn't for. even an upgrade. It was more of a. Uh, just everything on the all the transfers in that super bit program were just of the highest quality possible on DVD. And I think they it wasn't really higher resolution. Right. It was just everything was like scan or the whole the print was scanned with that in mind. You know, it was a, it was like a you know a project, I guess. 
Yeah, it didn't last long. When either. they first started talking about Blu-ray and HD DVD, was Blu-ray saying that it wouldn't play DVD initially? Maybe that's oh, one of the reasons why I, think, I had I a problem I think initially with it. Blu-ray players might not have been backwards compatible. At yeah, all. I, I think that might have been one of the big reasons why I had a problem with it. Hmm. Um, you know, the, and then the, it got, that one got nasty to the point where different studios backed different formats. Yeah, I don't was, know what it was very. Divisive. I don't remember which ones did. And then different stores were carrying only one or the other. I seem to remember my cousin mentioning. I hate to say this, but Did my it? cousin mentioning something about which way the porn industry went with too. That also had an effect on it. I think that that I think I believe if I remember this right, the porn industry did throw its weight behind HD DVD. Did, I have no idea. Did they? Did I don't remember HD uh, DVD ever actually coming out. Oh yeah, they're out. They're, they're they? their jewel cases are like a maroon color. Really. Yeah, I, I see them. I don't every think once we ever got them at Best Buy. Well, well not the one I worked at. Um, I, I Best Buy may have done the Blu-ray thing and 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 uh, not uh, ever gotten be. into it. I don't remember hearing that, but that could be. Yeah, I, I see. I see them once in a while, and you know, and then he goes back to PS3. The PS3 was never cheap during right. that era, but it did play uh, Blu-rays. Right. And the, uh, the the competing system, the the Xbox uh, 360, didn't play either of them. Right. But they had a, an add-on that, that played HD DVD, so that was interesting. That was interesting. But uh, yeah, I, PlayStation didn't 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 have a lot to do with uh, growing Blu-ray, but it probably played some part. You know, much and less I, than I, I've never rooted so hard against a media format that I did against Blu-ray. I did not want Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to think here. I wrote down and, just real quick. What why was that again, Ben? In a roundabout way, um, a lot of it was because I believe it was not back. It didn't play DVDs. Oh, I see what you're to saying. To start off, so it didn't. Yeah, okay. And that, I that's just, what you said. I, okay. I was not for the longest time. I did not care for Sony products. Okay. I see. So. Yeah, I have listed here as one of the one of the death knells of 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 the finalized it. It was uh, Blockbuster decided to only rent Blu-rays, mm-hmm. and then uh, Target decided they were only going to sell Blu-rays, and then probably other other stores followed suit. I'm not saying these two were the first, but they were the ones that are considered the scale tippers. Probably Blockbuster more than anything, because that was their that huge. And where'd that get them? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was probably a good, good decision before a lot of bad ones. But yeah, the, <laughs> nowhere fast, right? So that leads us to pretty much where we're at today. Um, this new new format, 4K, has emerged, and I don't know anybody who's got a player. Do you, I thought you did. No, I don't. I have a 4K TV, but not a player. Um, I don't know enough about them. Um, I've streamed things in uh, in 4K, and they say, uh, according to my notes, you, if you have a TV that's 55 inches or less, that most human beings can't tell the difference. Yeah, I, I do not have a player uh, at this point. We've kicked around the idea of getting one. Um, I have two. I have two. Do you have any of the? Just curious, did anybody buy the discs? Because well, I, I was Blu-ray buy- and the. I have a few. A four K. A few. Not Before many. Owen kind of grew out of the the age where he was watching a lot of movies, um, we bought a few because they came with the Blu-ray as well. Right. You know, right. so it was like that's the only reason why I have it. It was yeah, a few I, dollars more, and you got both now formats. I'm, in hindsight, I kind of wish I would have maybe done that instead of going with the Blu-ray um, DVD thing. I'm trying to I don't think we're ever going to be in a situation where you're going to pop a Blu-ray and it's going to look terrible. Though. No. There are no. some DVDs that don't look too sharp. There's a whole um, website that's dedicated to 
reviewing just everything that's technical about Blu-rays. Right. Yeah, and I mean, down to the sound systems and how it sounds and the picture quality and all that. Yeah, I check out a little bit of that because it's interesting to see, like, every time they do, like, a version of Star Wars or Batman. Right. The color hues are always different. They'll mention things like that. that, Um, Yeah. There's, there's like, a a Batman out there that really everything's kind of purpley instead of black. And it it just doesn't look... I'm sorry, which Batman? I think 1989. Oh, the 89. Sorry. Is the... uh, Are the new uh, game system generation, are they 4K players? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I, I... I tend to use my game systems as my uh, players, so um, whenever I, you know, get around to getting a PlayStation or an Xbox, whichever it ends up being, you know, that'll be my 4K player. It, it brings me back to something that I, I mentioned to you briefly in a couple of weeks. You know, this we've talked about is this stuff physical media on its way out, and I was thinking that it was, but then I started thinking about I went back to LaserDisc and I thought. If that can if that can sort of succeed because that was really only killed by DVD, right? If that can succeed in a niche of cinephiles, then probably it'll always there'll always be some sort of niche of people wanting to collect a collection. Well, it's kind of like with al- record albums too. I don't. Yeah, think well, that kind of come back around. That's, they, well, they, yeah. and they have come back around. I don't think that uh, it'll ever go away. Um, I think it's still pretty strong. I think that. One of these days, a company is going to, uh, I'm going to use Amazon. I don't think it's going to be Amazon. Um, A company where you would buy digital rights to something is going to go out of business. And people are going to freak because they no longer have access to whatever it is they bought that digitally from said company. And they can't use it, can't view it, can't listen to it, whatever the case may be. Yeah, that's that's interesting because when you do buy these things, there is probably that limitation that if this company ever goes out of business, I think most people are not. Most people nowadays in, in our country don't really care about having physical media. I think the younger, I do. The younger generation, I do. you really know, doesn't. I do. I do. I know. I know you do too, Ben. Oh yeah. I, I would rather have my own personal copy that I can play at any damn time I want. And and listen to the commentaries and the blooper reels and the I f- music videos. I fully the- understand that if you do it. It doesn't make any sense for me to, 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 spe- to spend $15, $20 on a disc that I'm probably never going to put in again. That's true. And there's a lot of people who are, uh, uh, to be, you're not a person who really goes back and watch. You said this yourself. Yeah, or if I do, you're not a person it's probably who goes only back, once. You're not you know a person I mean? who goes back, on unless it's a real favorite of yours. Yeah, I like the idea of having a library of movies, but for me, it's just not practical. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have a lot. I don't, I watch some. I don't watch them all. Um, Like I said, some of them I have duplicates of because I've never opened the first one, forgot Mm. I had it, and bought another one. Yeah. But I do find it handy uh, from time to time. I'll be talking with the kids and we'll talk about, oh, hold on, let me go get that. We'll pull it out and watch it Um, a few years ago. Uh, Ryan's niece was over, uh, babysitting the kids for, during the summer. And, uh, there were several movies that she had never seen. And I was like, well, hold on. You know, so it, I gave her a giant stack of movies to watch at night or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, I find that convenient. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's yeah. just, it's having it at the ready in case you want, uh, you know, I don't buy every, and there's still some things, there's out. still some things that are really hard to find. 
There are still sure. there are still some movies that have never been released on Blu-ray, but were released on DVD, and probably at this stage, probably won't be. You know, and then and then with with the um, you know, like we said, most people can't tell the difference between 4K and Blu-ray on unless the TV is bigger than 55 inches. Um, are we going to hit a point where? If you want to have a have a movie in your home, bandwidth is a problem. If we get up to eight K, right? Oh, you mean like streaming? Yeah, I'm talking about is is that going to outpace the ability to? You'll just have to pay have for the more. bandwidth. You'll just have to pay. Yeah, for but more. I mean, but, but bandwidth I mean, we're talking is about getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. During the pandemic, we were had we had bandwidth problems. Not not as much in our country, but in other countries, had real problems. But won't the, right. don't you think technology will make another jump? I mean, it, it is, but it depends on how long it takes. I mean. The cost of laying fiber optic everywhere is got to okay. be immense. All right, all right. I didn't. Um, you know, that's that's the thing I wonder. Is like, is like, is what's going to happen faster? Bandwidth expanding, or, I mean, I guess you can go buy an 8K TV right now, can you? You, you can, but the price is astronomical. That's not going to, you know. That, I know it's not practical. It, it's not going to. It's well. Most of the stuff isn't really practical or necessary, <laughs> but uh, until they get the price under control on that, 8K is not going to be, you know, a, a thing. Not to not to bring up a, a sore subject, but uh, a few years ago, I went to a, a U2 show and they had a screen. They had an eight. <laughs> okay, am I missing something? He's, he's not a fan. Oh, not a fan um, of U2. Okay, okay all right. But uh, they have an they they had a, uh, a 200 foot by 45 foot 8K screen, and it was dazzling. I'm sure. <laughs> so, I mean, I can only speak for 200-foot screens, but uh, it was something to see. <laughs> uh, for home use, I don't know if it'll ever be necessary, but, uh, you know, maybe big video walls or maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe... Well, can you even stream in 8K? I, I can't imagine you could. It's, I haven't seen just, anything like that. I think it would just, you know... I know that there's not even a lot of streaming in 4K, really. I mean, there's there's a little bit. You can stream some things on Amazon in 4K. Right. I don't think I have the. I don't think I'm paying the rate to, to stream but, 4K on okay, Netflix. My question here. Here's. I'm a, not sure. I, I have to look. Okay. Since we're talking about clarity, we're talking about picture quality. Do, sure. Do most people care about that? I mean, other than other than people who are cinephiles. For for the prices that they are now, people do not care about that. But I guarantee you that if you put a $400 TV that's 4K and they get prices down to less than double what it costs. For what? I'm sorry. If you get a 4K and an 8K right. and they get prices in the range of, you know, not just off the charts expensive for 8K mm-hmm. like they are now. If I can buy a 4K TV for 400 bucks or an 8K TV for 800 bucks. People start buying those AK TVs. Yeah, because you, like you feel like you're kind of future proofing your investment. Right. You know what I mean? Even though it may not last long enough for it to I become. See. Right. I, I, I think that'll happen. But I, I think Mark does have a point that a lot of people probably don't give a shit. No, I, they don't I, care. I, right I, now. I really, I mean, I mean, really. I mean, um, I'm, I, now, me personally, I like to see the film and I like to hear it. When I'm streaming something and it blurs, I get irritated. Oh, drives well, me cr- I've got they, tele- they also don't care because it's not being marketed really heavily right now. People don't, right. people don't know. Yeah. I mean, we know, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Consumer electronics is in a weird state right now because uh, there's nothing really driving it besides computers. And, and Well, and, it's so fluid. Everything's changing so fast yeah. with how, how things get delivered, what's, you know, what's available. I mean... 4K came out and everybody was like, "Oh, this is the end all be all." And like then a couple years later, I mean, it was a very short amount it of was. time. It was. Oh, here's 8K. 
I mean, it's been on the market for it has. Well, that the, like while. I said, that concert, the concert I went to, right. was you know, it's 2017, so the technology has existed for a long time. It's just yeah, it's just I, not, is it not a demand for I it, just or is it just too ex- because well, it's just, because it, of the expense? It's it's expensive, and it's really made for large scale. You know, I get it. Okay. 80, 80 inch TVs and stuff like that. You know, it's really not. We're not ready for it yet in a lot of ways. Mm. You know, but if prices are equal, I mean, everybody would would are sure. close. Well, you know? it's it's kind of like uh, when you go to Google Maps and uh, get some directions, and it gives you three routes, and it gives you the most efficient route, mm-hmm. which is two minutes faster than the the other <laughs> two less efficient okay. routes. Okay. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It, right. that, that's what it is. <laughs> and I think one of the reasons why I'm been such an anti-streaming person this is the reason why i didn't want to give up my vcr tapes back in the old day and i think that's a perfectly natural thing i i but, don't but i, I think i've invested i invested a shit but the thing, of, the no thing is no matter what happens from here on mm-hmm. out the movie the, the movies that you have are never going to be like crap to watch right unless you unless and, the they stop really making good blu-rays and the old ones go they go out yeah, but that's that's pretty far off. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll that's, be dead by that time. Yeah, that's. Yeah. A, that's I, a, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> think somebody else's problem. I don't think streaming and owning are necessarily you know having a bunch now and moving to a more streaming centric um, model for yourself is. Are there? I don't think that's a mutually exclusive thing. You know, you have your copies. If you want to watch them, you just pull them out and watch them. But I, you know, when I want to watch something, the first thing I do is look through my Blu-rays, see if I have it. If I don't, the next thing I do is pull up Netflix or Amazon and, and I see. I thought it you would know. be that around well, with you guys for the same reason that that I don't buy a lot of movies. I don't understand buying movies on f- streaming. The ability, having a ability to, I own this catalog of streamable movies. I don't quite get that. No, I can't get behind. I, that. I wanted to watch Field of Dreams the other day because I just been at the site, went to check it out. Amazon, it was. Three ninety nine to stream it once. It was five ninety nine to purchase forever. In that, in that, I just I bought it. Because, I was going to say right. that's a favorite of yours. Because sometimes it won't be available where I want to watch it, you right. know. So I thought I'll do that. Right. And the only reason I did it is because two dollars difference. Right. Um. But so, if you're patient, it's no different than Blu-rays, though. If you buy them when they're brand new, they're going to be more expensive. If you if you're patient and wait, you can get great deals. Well, on right, them. but I mean. Odds are, most DVDs I watch, I'm not going to watch more than once, if even that. I mean, whenever we were buying movies more, it was when Owen was excited for that stuff. He'd want to put it on. And we would guarantee watch it at least twice right when we bought it. So everything mm-hmm. after that was kind of gravy. Um, now, I just, you know, at this point where I'm at right now, I don't, I don't watch. You know, I'm watching a lot of newer stuff. If you're not a repeat watcher, there's no point in buying stuff. I right. mean, yeah, that, and, 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 and that's and, why I don't. And I guess the point I was making before is most Americans are not repeat watchers. I have people that tell me that all the time. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Tell me but, I'm wrong. But but ra- no, I think you're right. And I think that that rather than it going totally away, though, I think there's still going to be oh, there will always be. a place where you can buy and, and, some sort of player. And, yeah, and the younger people that you were saying they don't care. That's because this is what they know. Yeah. But I'm telling you, as soon as somebody has bought something or has an investment in a digital library that they no longer can access, 
it'll be freak yeah, out time. Well, we've, 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 we've kept kids this even into movies as much as they see, once we, were. We've kept this very very movie centric, but when right. you move out of movies, it's a totally different thing. Right. Um, but it's the same for music. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't people. Kid, nobody's buying any music right now at all. For, I mean, so how are they making that, money? That's, that's, what that's a wild exaggeration. <laughs> People are still buying some CDs. Right. People are still, you know, iPods were such a thing, and now they're gone. Right. Because uh, people just use their phone. Right. But people are not really buying a lot of songs individually anymore because of Spotify. I was going to say, on Spotify, right. I don't, I don't think I, I don't have a reason to buy a song. No, you can play whatever. I'll I, play whatever song I want. Songs that I never would in a million years put put yeah, three or four dollars. You've down got for every it. album they've ever played. You know, and sure, the you might have to listen to an ad. The only one I can't. Once in a while, is, if you don't want that, you can pay for it to be gone. The only one I can't get is Garth Brooks because he's holding out. Oh, he's not on Spotify? No. Wow. He's one of those few Is he on artists. Amazon? I don't know. But I know he's jealously guarding his, well, I guess understandably so. Yeah, I mean, there's always catalog. some holdouts. But, but Spotify is, is a pretty impressive collection of music. But that's what that's what people do now. If, I've never used it. Oh, really? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm a person who's not a really a tech person. I'm telling you. I'll pick a song out from a uh, from a movie, like a soundtrack song that I really like. Because you know you like you like soundtrack music. I know you yep. do, and you wouldn't want to go out and pay for that particular song just but to get my, one song, just to get that one song. But yeah. I mean, you know, if you're in the mood to listen to the opening song from Last of the Mohicans, and you know, put it on Spotify, you can, you and you can, can you've got it. Make right your there. personal pl- playlist or whatever you yeah, want. Exactly. Hmm. Now, can and I? It, uh, this is kind of getting off the subject, but I am curious as to what the premium for that offers you because I don't see any reason why I would well, ever want to do to that. Ad, you listen to an ad every once in a while, right? Well, yeah, but I, I can live with that. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's... I mean... Is it just because they cut the ads? Yeah, pretty much. Or how about downloading? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't know. I just... I just started to change the subject there, but uh, I... I'm not sure about that. But uh, you may get something else. You know, right now, they're not running a whole... To me, the ads aren't too much. No, I can live with that. Hell, that didn't we, bother we me at all. lived in a country where now every you know, a lot what, of times what, what concerns me is what's going to happen to regular television. Do we see it turning to a point where it's no longer everything is going to be streamed? Everything is going to be uh, everything's going to be streamed. Is television going to be nothing but free commercials for something that you're going to later have to go on into Disney Plus or HBO Max in order to catch? Or is 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 is, is regular television? Which look at the look at the quality of the shows that are on regular television right now. They're not holding up to the anywhere that's on the stuff that's being streamed. Well, some of that has to do with network shows being beholden to an older the format. standards. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, there's there's this there's this idea you have to make more episodes. And you should make as many episodes as your story needs to have. You know yep. what I mean? And, well, and, and network yeah. shows still sometimes have the, what filler episodes Correct. or what they call bottle episodes where everything takes place in, in one little bottle. Right, right. And I never realized that that was actually done on purpose to save money. A lot of times after a show does a blowout special episode where they spend a lot of money, yep. a lot of times the next one or two will be very small contained episodes um, because it's... it's yeah, just stay within their yearly budget yeah. or whatever. And, and if you look at television now, most of it's game shows, most of it's uh, reality television, if you want to call it that, news. reality television, news, it's uh, new shows. Uh, maybe, and then you also find, of course, the channels that are nostalgia playing that shows from the 50s and uh, 60s and 70s, I should say. I'm just wondering what Still is Still a lot of sports on free TV. Football, okay, especially. That, that's true. Um, 
that remains to be. You know, there's very, very little Major League Baseball on free TV, but there's a lot of a lot of football. And that's, that, I can't imagine that that wouldn't change. Well, they just signed a new thing. Not much is going to change in, anytime soon. Um, I just think, you know, everybody has the ability to get that, and the ad revenue is just huge. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, prob- I wouldn't have a problem with network TV going away. Um, anything. I would. The Anything difference is, is what do you do with like the new local news coverage? I know you hate local news coverage. Well, anyway, I but, but it's necessary I, sometimes. I, I I agree with that. I just um, don't particularly what you would care do with that bit. if it went totally by the wayside. Put it online. Everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could t- tune into a stream, but it's just I just or have it be readily just, streamable. Right. It's the updated cur- every two hours or something. I mean, well, how's that any different than what we have right now with That's just about true. every? It's <laughs> true. It's the curmudgeon to me that doesn't want to pay for for digital television. I'm just admit that I'm the. Old, I don't want to pay for I'm anything. The, I don't have to, but I, I, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I um, I don't know. It's 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 <laughs> it's weird times. It is. Mm-hmm. It's weird times. I, I don't I don't have the answers for for what's going to happen in the future with with the streaming. I, it's gonna. I was afraid it was going to get real fracturized, and it, it has become that. You know, to, to where you're, you can't buy every streaming service. Well, I mean, that's any product. If there's success, people are going to try to mimic that success. And, you know, it's it will eventually, there will be something that happens. And there will be some major players that exit the business. And it will consolidate back down. And, you know. But, yeah, that's what I wonder. Will it consolidate again some? I'd love to see that happen. But then you're just back to paying for cable. It's just streams yep, it's instead just, of. Uh, yeah. Maybe well, cable becomes see, a thing of the past. The th- so, streaming. They might. The, the problem with streaming is that most people are lazy. If you sit down and just get every streaming service that you want, you're going to pay a fortune. Yeah, you But are. realistically, if I, if I pay for a streaming service for a month, I can watch a whole lot of shows that I wanted to watch over the course of a month. And if there's another show I want to watch or series of shows on a different streaming channel, then at the end of the month, Cancel this one. Pick up this one. You really could do that, but people just oh. don't well, have that's to not they're, do it. That people are lazy. I'm guilty of it. We're um, all guilty yeah, but of is it. it how, how much of a hassle is it to keep jumping around from one streaming service to another? It's next? not hard. It's not hard, but it is a little. It seems like a hassle. It's a little bit of a hassle to have to cancel. You know, to cancel it every time. I can. I can. It's, see not, how, it's it. not a hassle, but you know what? I, you know what I mean. It's just why, something you have to remember to do. Be? I would think they'd I mean, make got, it a hassle. You got all I mean, the stuff to. They they really don't. They really. I mean, don't. really, all you have to. Really, it's not a hassle at all. You go, you they, sit down, you sign up, and then you wait five minutes and you cancel it. You still got it for the month. They do. Then, they do a really good job of of stringing you along with just enough content yeah. to, you know, it's like, at first when I got Disney Plus, besides the fact that my wife and son were really into it and wanted to watch a bunch of stuff off of it, I watched The Mandalorian and then didn't touch it for six months. And, um, you know, I felt like I could have done that then. Could I get HBO Max for maybe one or two months every year and just catch up on everything I miss? But I want to watch it when it comes out. Look, I, I get <laughs> it. That's I get a valid it. point. I, I, I'm just, all I'm saying you is. You could do it and save a lot of money. You could Absolutely. do it and save a whole bunch of money. You could watch all the content you want to watch. Streaming month. You take off work, buy all the streaming services, and just watch all month. And then you don't watch any TV for the rest of the year. <laughs> Streaming, like the, like the purge. Hyper productivity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh my! Well, I guess let's wrap this up before it okay. ends, ends up being 
two days worth of content. But uh, thanks for joining us today on the show, and uh, we'll be back next week with something else. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, good night, everybody. See you, everybody. <laughs>